All right. Welcome to the Million Breakdown. Uh, I am your host once again, Roland Million. I know it has been ages since I've joined you. I've been focused on my season, coaching, um, you know, trying to coach our girls to uh, a tournament berth, and we have successfully done that. Uh, we're Now we're looking to get into the swing of things and get ready for a uh, playoff action, but uh, I figured I'd join you guys one uh, time real quick before I take a little brief hiatus to focus on the season. Um, today's topics uh, are going to be who had the path, the hardest path to greatness. I hear a lot of people talking about it, and I figured I'd bring this topic up. Um, Shannon Sharp and his continuous comments of trying to slander people who played before uh, LeBron James and how Michael Jordan didn't play anybody. Um, Kendrick Perkins and his continuous blasphemous comments um, and players who don't get enough recognition. Um, I consistently like to talk about players who do not get enough recognition because I want people to understand and actually watch the game and learn the game because a lot of people think that the NBA started in 2003 and there's a specific reason why they think that. And I hate to hear that. And I hate to see it. I was once one of those kids who thought that the NBA started in 1993, but upon listening to the elders and the people who have coached um, upon the people who have played in these eras, uh, they tell me you cannot get a full understanding of the game of basketball until you appreciate what people did before and what they had to endure in those times. And when I talk about enduring in those times, we're going to talk about now the path to greatness and whose was harder. And I, I hate how the only names that come up are Michael Jordan and LeBron. I love Michael Jordan. He's one of my favorite players. He is my favorite player of all time. Uh, I respect LeBron. I think LeBron is a great talent, someone who we won't see. We probably won't see another one of him for a while. I never say never because I said never at first when I said Michael Jordan, but then I saw Kobe Bryant and he was very similar in um, his the way he approached the game. And it, like I said, it makes me sick to my stomach hearing that MJ and LeBron are the only people that talk about how their paths were hard to uh, to get to greatness, as if no players existed before them. And let me tell you something. MJ and LeBron, great. They had hard paths. But it pales in comparison to the person I'm about to talk to you about right now. Let me tell you something. No player, no player's path to greatness was harder than Bill Russell's. And here is why. First, let's talk about how he lived in government housing projects, okay? Found a way to get out of those government housing projects. Lived in a time where there was racism all over the place. I remember hearing a story about how he went to a gas station with his father and even though his father was first in line or second in line, they told him you had to wait till all the white customers got their gas first before you got your gas. And because he didn't want to wait, he wasn't going to wait for 10 people to get their gas. His father was going to decide to drive off and go to another gas station. 
and they pulled out a shotgun on his father and told him to wait his turn. Imagine witnessing that, okay? Then the projects that you lived in, in Louisiana, I believe it was, you get out. You find a way to get a scholarship. You use your talent to get you somewhere, okay, where he goes to USF, where he was constantly berated by white students, except for when he was winning them games. He got cheered. But after, when he couldn't do anything for them anymore, it went back to being berated, constantly assaulted, yelled at, told, hey, you don't belong here, boy. Okay? Now we talk about when he gets to the NBA. He gets drafted to the Boston Celtics. Now, in, in case you don't know about Boston at that time, Boston was extremely racist. Okay? He was refused to be able to go to hotels with his teammates, to restaurants, refuse service all over the place because of their skin. There were times where he refused to play in exhibition games because they were treated unfairly. And you know what? He was ridiculed for him not playing in games because he was treated unfairly. Now, in addition to this, People broke into his house, left feces on his bed where he slept, threatened him if he didn't play well or if he did play too well, that they would harm him. The FBI kept files on him, had him under surveillance. He was also named a coach, okay? He was named the first black coach, and you don't think that people were upset about that? The fact that he was a black coach in a predominantly white league. And they often asked him questions. Can you be impartial? Because you are black. Well, I don't know if you can do this job because you are black. And with all this against him, fighting for civil rights in the process, creating a legacy, getting threats beyond threats that you could imagine, not having the protection when he went to certain places. I know he had to, they had to call certain places ahead of time to make sure it was safe for him to go there. And he still went there. And beyond that, all those threats, all those mishaps, all the surveillance, all the people breaking in, calling him names, going to arenas, being spit at, called the N-word, all of that, he still found a way to be successful and still found a way to lead his team to championship after championship after championship. I had one of my classes, well, actually multiple classes, watch Glory Road. For them to understand just what it was like back then for black players during those times. So if you want to talk about greatness and someone's hard path to greatness, there should be no other name mentioned, no other name mentioned than Bill Russell. Now, Shannon Sharp. I'm actually pretty sick and tired of hearing the comments that he's made about MJ not playing anybody. This, this is going to be quick. What I have to say is going to be quick. This disrespects every person that has ever played MJ, meaning you are disrespecting Penny Hardaway, Shaq, Tom Chambers, KJ, Malone, Stockton, Peyton, Kemp, 
Barkley, Clyde, Magic, Worthy, Dumars, Zeke, Tim Duncan, Elijahwan. You say he didn't play anybody, okay? Because certain people didn't make it to the championship. Well, he didn't make it. He, he Elijahwan, he didn't beat Elijahwan. Well, Elijahwan didn't make it there. And Elijahwan was in the league when they won three straight championships. So when you talk about there's no competition, okay? It's because you probably didn't watch on a nightly basis because you were busy playing football. So you only looked up stats and said, well, hey, some of them aren't in the Hall of Fame, so they aren't good. You clearly have an agenda to make your savior, LeBron, Goat James or whatever you call him, look great. And he is great, a great talent. But in order to make him look great, you don't have to discredit those before him. So shame on you, Shannon Sharp, because players like Gronk and Kelsey today could say the same thing about you. Like, who is Doug Evans and and Williams from the Packers? Their defense wasn't anything like the Seahawks. Shannon didn't play anybody. Their defense was only good for their time. That's the argument you make. So maybe it's time we should start making that same argument, Shannon Sharp. See how you like it when people start discrediting the era that you played in, knowing damn well the dedication that all those players put in, the work that they put in night in and night out to be successful. How would you like it if they started discrediting? Next, Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick Perkins has, has, I was a Celtics fan and a big Kendrick Perkins fan because he played for my Celtics, but he has been working my last nerve lately. Kendrick Perkins, you made this face when Stephen A. Smith brought up Brad Darty and Larry Nance as tough competition, okay? Larry Nance averaged 17 points, eight boards, um, I think three assists and two block shots. Something you could only dream about doing. And let's remember, Perk, who you are. You are a glorified role player that received praise because you played on a championship team. You averaged five, six, and one. You averaged double digits one time in your career. Now, don't get me wrong. You were an important piece to that Celtics team. And I think if you play in game seven in 2010, it's a different story and we end up with a championship. That's just my feeling, okay? Because then we have Rasheed Wallace energized. He had the bad back and everything uh, going wrong with him, and he still was able to play. But if you're in that game, I feel like we win the championship because you can rebound, and then we add in Rasheed Wallace coming off the bench, and we give them another look. And he's full of energy at the end of the game, okay? But that's neither here nor there. But for you to make a face when he mentions Larry Nance, who was an all-defensive team three times, an all-star three times, mind you, in a face when he says Brad Doherty, when he was a five-time all-star in the league at center, playing against a young Shaq, David Robinson, Elijahwan, Matumbo, played Kareem at one point in time, Alonzo Mourning, Ewing, night in and night out. You making a face when he mentions those names is ludicrous to me. So do me a favor, Kendrick Perkins, and do your research and stop talking about what you don't know. Because clearly you don't know. 
because a while ago you said that Pistol Pete Maravich um, had one hand and could only dribble with one hand, right? When Pistol Pete Maravich is one of the best ball handlers in NBA history. The drills that he does on YouTube, look him up. Let's see if you could do any of those drills, Kendrick Perkins. And you're talking about, oh, an era with one hand and ball handling. You couldn't do half the stuff that Pistol Pete Maravich could do. And I'm tired of you disrespecting the players from the past. You wouldn't be here if it wasn't for players of the past, like a Brad Doherty, like a Larry Nance. So start, start paying homage instead of disrespecting. You claim that you don't like it when Jalen Rose disrespected you on the air because of your suit and he made fun of you. But yet you sit there and constantly disrespect players of the past. It's hypocritical. Now, lastly, we're going to talk about players who don't get enough credit today. Okay, this is a quick little episode of um, Million Breakdown. Now, the players who don't get enough credit today. We will talk about Artis Gilmore. Artis Gilmore, although he is a Hall of Famer, he was left off the top 75, which is okay. He may not be a top 75, but he is a Hall of Famer, and he's grossly underrated. I never hear anybody talk about top centers and put Artis Gilmore's name in there when Artis Gilmore was an absolute monster. Now, people who just look at numbers will be like, oh, he only averaged 19 and 12. Well, you know, it's funny because KG only averaged 17 and 10. Tim Duncan only averaged 19 and 12, okay? But if you really want to appreciate what Artis Gilmore did, if you really want to appreciate basketball and see how good Artis Gilmore was, watch his duels with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. In particular, the series where they played the Lakers in 1983. It was great. He commanded double teams. He utilized his own lefty version of the sky hook. He made the Spurs a force as well as a contender in my book. Okay. You watch game six and game two of that series. He was incredibly efficient and patient, which is what made him so good. Okay. Patience. Okay, he'd wait to see if there was a double team coming before he'd make his move. He looked to get his teammates involved before he made his move. And then if they decided not to double, he would go to work on Kareem at times. Right across the middle with the left handed sky hook, he even hit some mini jumpers. Okay, you're talking about someone who is seven foot two, 240 with a nice, smooth touch in Artis Gilmore. Okay. Now, if you want to look at how good he was in these games, some of my favorite games in that series was game six, where he wasn't as great in the first half, but highly, highly spectacular in the second half in game six and game two of that series. Okay. Now, people don't talk about Artis Gilmore enough when they talk about the Spurs of the past and some of the great Spurs. He doesn't get enough credit. Because oftentimes when you think of the Spurs, you think of David Robinson, Tim Duncan, Mono Ginobili, Tony Parker. Before that, when you think of the Spurs, you think of George Gervin on those 70s and 80s Spurs, right? But you don't think about Artis Gilmore. 
people need to start thinking about Artis Gilmore and how great he was to that team and how he almost put them over the top. That acquisition after he played in Chicago, he was incredible for them. Okay. And also another person who doesn't get enough credit who plays on the Spurs team was Mike Mitchell. He averaged 24 career and could score with the best of them. Okay. So if you want to look up players of the past and actually get to learn players of the past, if you actually want to understand the game, like my coaches told me, you need to understand the game. You need to watch the game. You need to watch more players in order to understand the beauty of the game of basketball. You can start with those guys right there. Artis Gilmore and Mike Mitchell. This has been my fifth episode of the Million Breakdown. Okay. I have talked about multiple players, Mario Ellie, Mark Price, Michael Adams. Okay. Now we're talking about Artis Gilmore and Mike Mitchell. All right. So do me a favor to gain knowledge. Okay. To gain education of the game, you got to put in the work and gain education of the game. That's what I've been doing. And that's what I want to do for you. Educate you on who you should look up, who doesn't get enough credit and who you should talk about when we talk about great players of the past. Artis Gilmore is certainly one of them. All right, this has been another episode of the Million Breakdown. Sorry I left you for so long, but I hope you enjoyed this episode. So thank you and God bless.